Great. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Let's get liquored up. A little liquid courage. Why not? Oh. It's a celebration, bitches. It's a celebration. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. We're not wasting no time. We're liquored up. Who gives a shit? We're celebrating because me and Kalina uh, are very excited to have our guest on uh, for this special episode. And we, we, we pay attention to what's going on around there. And, you know, one of the fixtures for the, I would say for at least a good part of the decade, um, just really highlighting underground hip hop, giving people and artists uh, just a platform to get their music out there and just having a real knowledge of the game, a true scholar to the game and an important part of it as well. We're talking about DJ Beans is here. Beans, how are you? I am so wonderful. How are you guys doing? Doing very Thank good. You. I'm happy to see you. You look cute. You got your wine. You got your wine. You look cute as usual, Cheese. You look cute too. You look cute too. <laughs> I, 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 to make it clear, I am the <laughs> eye candy of the Crush Aloud podcast. I'm the we already know. We are, trust me, we okay. know. I got to keep the groupies <laughs> off me. My DMs be popping. That's um, why Cal be the bodyguard. I already that's, that's know. Exactly. Listen. See how it's connected? Got, yes. That's why she's the bodyguard. Because I Look, have and to don't use... And don't underestimate the fact that she looks tiny. She'd be working out. When we think yes, lot name comes from Cal. Oh, Cal will take your face and be like, whomp, with her, Listen, just with her biceps. Like, I'm, stop a, I'm not the me. fighter of the group. She, I'll leave her. I let her do all the fighting. Like, she... <laughs> she I, I'm, I'm intimidated. And I do not doubt that. It's always the little ones. Oh. Do not underestimate the little ones, honey. It's always, the, <laughs> always the big people that want to talk. They got big mouths. Can't tolerate it. Can't. Can't. No, right. You got to Can't. It, it's Kalina's one-liners that get me all the time. She was very calculated, but when it lands, it hits. <laughs> so I pay attention. <laughs> I just watch yes. from afar. The real shooter right oh, there. The there. Over here in LA, it has been like, it's been really weird. So it was cold <laughs> and then it jumps up, it gets hot as hell during the day and then cold again at night. So it's good for the wardrobe though, because you get cute during the day, afternoon, <laughs> you do a little switch up, at night you get the hoodie work. But all right, I guess once they let me outside, I'll appreciate it a little bit more, but you know. <laughs> right. You yes. have been a staple in the underground scene for a while, especially keeping the mixtape scene relevant and alive and the mix I've seen has been I've seen ups and downs throughout the years as as most of hip-hop is I was very curious about the mixtape scenes and just thinking about what is the goal of a mixtape what is a mixtape and and what your function is with that because it seems to you gravitate towards that scene of hip-hop which is an important scene what what are mixtapes what and how is how are they being used now versus back in the days. I love that you asked that because this is definitely a very big thing for me. Uh, one thing that I always get irritated with is when people call an album a mixtape. Um, I definitely come from the mixtape era. <laughs> um, you know, I came up on, uh, you know, like Green Lantern, White Owl, um, and all those kind of mixtapes. When I lived in DC, even, I used to drive from DC to New York just to get a slice of pizza and grab some mixtapes. 
Because, of course, on the radio, you can't hear these things. And it's where you would hear, you know, your, your locks and, and papoose and ransom and stuff like that. So Willie the Kid, like all of these favorite artists of mine that are still relevant, I came up from the mixtape game. So when I started DJing, um, you know, I was doing live shows. I actually started doing EDM. And uh, man, had I known that those DJs make the billions, I probably wouldn't have said, oh, I'm going to leave this alone and go follow my passion. It was actually like put out at one point that the only DJs in the world that are millionaires are EDM DJs. That's a fact. But yep. So, but you know what? I stayed true to it. So it's all right. No regrets. A little, little bitter, but no regrets. Um, <laughs> so for me, uh, since internet radio came out, I, I always had an internet radio show. I actually, when I was with the Fleet DJs, I had the number one internet radio show um, shit in, in the world for a while. But I mean, that's, you know, it wasn't huge yet. So um, the, the reason I loved it so much was the, the creative freedom it allowed you to have to play whatever you want. Uh, I won back back in Florida, back in the day is where I started DJing. Actually, I lived in the Clearwater area. I used to DJ in Tampa and I won a contest back in the day called Who Wants to Be a DJ? So they put me on the radio and my first day within the first hour they had, I can't even remember what Little Wayne song it was, but they had me play the same Little Wayne song four times, four times in one hour. And I was like, you know what? I said, this isn't for me. I said, you guys, and it was garbage, whatever it was. Cause I used to love Lil Wayne, but those were the mixtape days. Like I can't feel my face days. So mm -hmm. whatever it was, it was, it was trash. And I just, for me, I was like, okay, well they're going to judge my mix based off of what they're forcing me to play. So that was the day I decided like, nah, radio, terrestrial radio is not for me. Um, that's why mixtapes to me are so important because I can play whatever I want. Um, it doesn't matter if it's older, if it's newer. So that comes back to the whole album versus mixtape thing. Mixtape, it's got a mix on it. A DJ is mixing, a DJ is cutting. It's not just screaming over the shit like gangster grizzles and all that shit. No offense, offense, but no offense, okay? You know, you'll get my little holla beans in there from time to time, but I want people to hear the music. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, back then it was still, you know, mixtapes were still in the streets. I had my mixtapes were in barbershops. Um, my very first digitally dropped mixtape was a horrendous disaster. When I tell you the the buildup for it was incredible. Everybody was so ready for it. I dropped it. My mentor called me and he said, what the fuck was that? I said, what? He was like, beans, like the shit don't even run together. The shit's all in waves. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. So from that day forward, he was like, make Google your best friend, figure it out. So that's, that was a transition I had to make from the street mixtapes to the digital mixtapes. Um, I figured it out clearly. <laughs> and at one point in time, I started dropping a mixtape a week. So that's why I have over like 400 mixtapes in my catalog. And then in 2015, um, I never played Kanye and I never played Drake on my mixtapes. And I actually had somebody tell me one time, Beans, you're never going to make it if you don't put Drake on your tapes. And I was like, well, guess I'm never going to make it then. Hmm. So basically, I ended up because one of my fans, it's a huge request, begged me to put a Kanye joint. So I put all the way up on a mixtape. And good music came at me and they were like, you need to take that down. And I countered them and I said, I didn't break any laws. I'm not selling the tape. It's mixed. It's got drops on it. The song is not available by itself. 
Well, they got mad and they went and took all 400 of my mixtapes off the entire internet with like no trace of getting them back. So that was in 2015. Um, so I would say before this, I was winning all sorts of little mixtape awards, whatever, you know, top 100 mixtape DJs. Um, I, I prided myself in the fact that I was always ranked higher than like Greenland and Lazy yeah. K, you know, people that are that are idols to me. So it was that was really dope. And then all of that just went right down the toilet when good music ripped all my shit down over one damn Kanye song. So I had to take a little break because I was discouraged. Um, yep. You know, when you lose all of that, it kind of put me off a little bit. I was on tour a lot, so I just kind of left it alone. And then, see, end of 2017, when I came across like Griselda and, and Crime Apple and Edo, that's when I was like, okay, it's time for me to come back because I didn't know about them. There's got to be tons of people who didn't. So it's time for me to come back and stop putting people on. So I went back to internet radio as well for a bit um, on Dash Radio. I was on Be Real TV and all that stuff. So I got to still have that outlet to introduce people to these artists they probably haven't heard. But then I, I, you know, I sat back and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? The mixtape era is what put so many people on to these type of artists. I would be in doing, I'd be doing the industry a, dis, a disservice by not doing this again. Because although they're not as big as they used to be, if out of the three, 400 people that caught the tape, if five or six of them heard something they've never heard before, I'm doing my job as a DJ. So for me, mixtapes are still extremely important because now let me also mention, you know, I would always now <laughs> I hit up all the artists and I'm like, yo, is it cool? I'm going to sell the CD. I'm not going to sell the music. But do you care if I use your stuff? And, you know, for the most part, like people like Planet Asia curse me out like um, your family. You shouldn't have to ask that. And I'm like, hey, it's just a respect. Courtesy, thing, yeah. You know, right. Right. So. Um, so I just, you know, I make sure I do that. I the only reason I even charge for them is because obvious reasons, physical copies, stuff like that. They cost money and a bitch gotta live too. So, you know, uh, but, um, you know, I just, I, I just think that mixtapes are still so important because the industry has just been so oversaturated because of the internet. So everybody's attention span is so short now. So great. We, our favorite artists are putting out 52 albums a year and then, but like we're bored 10 minutes later, you know what I mean? So I, yep. I know we all, we have Spotify and we have all these things that you can have playlists, but do you have a radio show that you can tune into for 90 straight, like, well, mixtapes, 80 straight minutes of just a straight mix of all fire, some that you may have heard and some that you, that you haven't. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's kind of being a curator and still being able to put that music in people's ears. And that's why I don't cut crazy. I just do my little blending and stuff because I want it to flow together and I want people to really hear what they might be missing with all this stuff that's constantly dropping. Right. So. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree with you. I think that a lot of the music that we hear it is, it's just too much. Sometimes an artist goes crazy and they put out a million things. And, and it's not that it's the greatest of quality. It's just I feel like they're doing it for other reasons. It could be monetary or whatever. But, you know, sometimes you want to break from that artist and you want to listen to them later on. You know, you don't want to listen to them every week, every month. Don't want to hear yes. that. It starts to sound the same all over and over and over. So I feel you. I understand. And I, and I completely agree with you. It does. It does get to be that way. I don't like that. 
Now yep. I know that you're you know, you're a big you know you're a big part of the culture. You do push a lot of artists for that maybe some people wouldn't know. But what are some things you don't like? What are some things that really annoy you? <laughs> Ooh, let's go. Name, <laughs> name names. So okay, name names. No, I think this is the way I see you, right? Some people who don't know you, don't know what you do, they might be like, oh, that bitch talks too much. Oh, she does this. Right. But really, what I think, you are never negative, though. You're always saying things that are the way that it's supposed to be. It's positive. It's motivational. It's not like you don't want to see people win. You want yeah. to see people win. See, so that's what people don't understand about you. I see it all the time. They don't know. They don't understand. What are some of the things that irritate you about this scene and and what's going on in music right now well first of all i appreciate that very much because i even have some of my close friends are like beans you're too aggressive you need to fall back but i just personally um i'm a female in the industry first of all so i'm gonna be aggressive and second of all it seems like a lot of people are so scared to be honest about these kind of things so for me i know a lot of you guys see me rant a lot about um like why i don't take music submissions anymore one of my biggest irritations in the industry is people trying to move forward, come up, whatever it may be, but they don't do the research that they need to do in order to be professional. So just because we're in hip hop doesn't mean you shouldn't be professional. OK, so whether you work at McDonald's, Foot Locker, a tech company, it doesn't matter. You still have to be professional. So one of my one of my biggest things that I that I kind of I, I, I understand, I don't expect everybody to know who I am and stuff like that. But as an artist, if any DJ reaches out to you and asks you for music or whatever it may be, and you just ignore them and brush them off, I think that's that's super ignorant. So the levels of Hollywood that a lot of these people have before they've earned those stripes, um, it ends up turning me off from their music a lot, which I don't like. So yeah, so you know, I try lately. I haven't really been scrolling social media because I see so much shit. That makes me be like, okay, yeah, I'm not about to dislike you and dislike hip hop because you're an ignorant asshole. So I would say the, the, the levels of people not doing their due diligence and doing research when it comes to the game as a whole is definitely one of my pet peeves and the levels of professionalism and the Hollywood shit. Um, that really irritates me. Another one of my really big peeves is the whole, and, and, and at the same time, I respect it, but the whole constantly Every artist just dropping EPs. And I'm talking, we're only getting like four or five tracks. And I'm going to say, and this is all due respect, I love Flea Lord. I love him so much. And he has worked his way up to me lyrically after he dropped the first Rock America and was able to keep up with Ido on every single track. That's when I started gaining respect for him. So it came to a point, like with the fan base, everybody's like, all right, Flea, like you dropping all these EPs, you could have just dropped one album. Flea did it right because it kept attention on him where he needed it to be. So for him, I feel like normally something like that would turn me off from an artist. But with him, he did it the right way because he drew the attention to himself that he needed. Um, but there's a lot of these other artists who are doing that same thing, but they're charging like $20, $30 for the shit. And it's four or five tracks and it's over in 15 minutes. So I understand everybody needs to eat, but I also understand people need to need to know what the industry is. Don't overcharge for stuff. You know, like you got to still give the fans what they want at the end of the day, because it's still the ones that are going to pay your bills. Um, but there's that. 
I have so many things that piss me off about the industry. So <laughs> we have all day. I'm just happy to have a female perspective. Usually we have a lot of males on the show, but it's good yeah. to have somebody not just, you know, uh, not, I think you're a veteran and I think you've been in the music industry long enough to understand and to see how music has changed. Yeah. So it's good to have a female perspective. Also, you know, it's it can't always be about the guys, the guys, the guys. No, because there's women, women who push them forward. And let's know? be real, I, Cal. You you are definitely one of those people. Oh, I'm sorry. I was cutting out. I think I was talking over you. My bad. I didn't mean no, to. No, I love I love what you do because I love to I love to highlight men who are actually doing what they do. It could be men or a woman, it doesn't matter. But I like to showcase artists too. That's the whole point of what I do. So if somebody doesn't understand what the Crush Lot podcast is, well, you know, I'm sorry you don't get it, but what we do, we like to highlight people. We like to highlight people who we think are worthy, like who yeah. we think are really good at what they do. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We want to push people just as much as anybody else. But we don't have no hate. We're not shady. I'm not. I don't at all. I don't get it. I, I get into I get into trouble with people, but yes, into a little bit of trouble, but but it's not it's not shady. It's very direct. Yeah, exactly. I, me too, and and that's why. Well, Cal, you were one of the most like positive people ever. You're you're also a rare breed, and that's why I respect you so much. Because now this is something you're gonna feel me on when it comes to the industry. So people like, especially you know, being a female, and if you're a pretty female in the industry, people love. To be like, oh, you're a female. You got this. You got this advantage. You got this. No, honey. It's a disadvantage. Right. Because we want to be appreciated for what we're doing for you. Okay, cute. Like, awesome. Great. I'm, we're, we're, we're blessed to be pretty. You feel me? But that's not what we're utilizing here. So when people come to me and they try to say, oh, you have an advantage. You got tits. You got this. Blah, blah, blah. No, fuck you. It's a disadvantage for me because people are looking at that before they're listening to my mix, before they're listening to what I have to say, before they're paying attention to what you like people like you are doing. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. We're not scared to wait for somebody to blow up before we're going to give their props. Right. So the one advantage that it might have is, oh, this pretty girl's talking about this artist. Let me see what they have to say. But how many of these people are actually listening before they're leaving a comment about what we're wearing or the cleavage or whatever it may or be whatever you know I, I see that you know what I never have any female haters let me tell you what in all of the time I've ever been on social media I've never had female haters females are never the haters guess what it's always the, some random man that wants to interject their comments and want to say some dumb shit about music and history of music listen listen I grew up listening to so much music my brother is a DJ he is a an award-winning DJ like so you're gonna tell me about music you're not gonna tell me about music I'm gonna tell you a few things so you can look at me you can look at my social media you can try to figure me out but guess what you can't do it it's not gonna happen I got a career outside of what I like to do I got a career why why because I also have a fucking brain right so you know what it, <laughs> it doesn't bother me like Thank none of you. that stuff they can do whatever they want with that. But I am going to keep doing whatever I do. Me and Cheese are still going to keep highlighting yep. the artists that we fuck with, that we like. Yep. You and that's why to. I love y'all. That's that's one of the reasons. I mean, that's not the only reason I love y'all, but it's one of the reasons I love and respect so much of what you guys do. Because you're doing the same exact thing I'm doing. You're utilizing the platforms that you have to do so. So, um you know, I, I just think it's, it's really, really dope. And I'm, I'm so, one of the things I live by is you can play a record when it's already hot, but can you make it hot? Right. So you guys, yeah. you, you do that. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's why I respect y'all. Y'all's podcast is definitely one of my absolute favorites. Um, I, I love watching you guys elevate and everything like that. And, and Cal, like I just, the second, I think somebody maybe included us in a, in a tweet about like females who love hip hop. And right. I, I had seen you like retweeted and stuff. And then I followed you and I'm just like, yo, she is so dope because it's the same thing. You just, you, it, it's positivity, but you say it how it is at the same time. So right. that's, that's another thing when it comes down to being a female is I don't care what anybody says. This is still such a misogynistic world. And right. uh, one of the things that has been a struggle for me my entire career is that I do help push it forward with artists. And I've only recently been able to brush off the emotional side that when I help elevate an artist and they completely leave me in the dust, um, you know, I, it, it used to, it used to hurt me a lot and it still bothers me, but like, it doesn't bother me so much anymore because now I recognize I did what I was supposed to do. I helped where I was supposed to help because I don't do this because I want something in return. Right. I do what this right. because we want you to appreciate shit. <laughs> right. I have nothing to gain from this. I have a, a career. I have a family. I have a life outside of what I like to do. So I have nothing to gain from it except right. to gain more knowledge, learn about new music. That's it. So really, hey, thank you to you. Yeah. That's all. What else am I going to yeah, gain we, from we, For yep. the record, we don't make $1 off this show. I lose Trust me. money on I, this I show. I know it. Because I've done that with, with internet radio. I did the same thing. Yeah. So that's the thing is people don't realize that you're investing to help them and you're yeah. doing it out of Correct. pure love for the culture. And Correct. that's huge. And, that, that's, and that's one of the, the reasons I, I became people, a like, DJ. We don't, we don't, I tell people, I, I, well, this every month I got to pay a certain amount of money just to keep the show on the air. It's not a lot, but it's something that I have to put in okay. there, but also it's just my time. Like my time is valuable to me. So I, the fact that I need to coordinate and think and edit, which I hate doing. Recording, I love. Editing, the I hate. Editing sucks. I hate and I learning like how to get better. And, and like those things, I don't do it because there's profit in it. I do it because just like you, I fell out of love with hip hop. And then I fell back in love with hip hop with this new generation. I wanted to, and just saw an opportunity to hey. highlight it. And then when you have someone like Cal who could talk about, Bobby Digital with me, like if we were just chilling on the bar talking about Bobby oh, Digital, because that was, I think, the first time <laughs> we ever connected. I was like, yo, she knows Bobby Digital. You got to respect that. You have to. And and I still listen to Love Room Bug at least, oh, yeah. at least once a week. So don't play. <laughs> a lot of music out there. A lot of music out there. But you know what? I never stay stagnant in, in what the old school happened yep. to have, what's new. I listen to all of it just the same. So I am I am completely open to all music. So anybody that we ever have on the show, I just want you to know now, if you're listening now, we fuck with you. That's why we want you on the show. If you're a producer, I hardly, I, I really highly have a high regard for producers. Yep. They do a lot of work. Listen, they're important. Engineers, important. Artists that we have on the show, you're important. That's why we want everybody to know about you. That's the point. That's it. And that's why I, I, I appreciate it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've, I, I got a few interviews coming up and when she's reached out, I was, I was so excited because y'all two, especially are ones that like, I, I was telling cheese before this, like when you guys are in New York, I need to come kick it with y'all because I already know you guys are the type of people I would love to just be able to sit down and chop it up with because it's already, you know, sometimes it's just a feeling that you can just be around somebody and you know, it's going to be okay. But you, as opposed to other 
to people. Sometimes you have a feeling, a bad vibe, and you know that you can't really interact with them like that. Easy. This, and I am learning this, that so much more. Easy interview. Why? Because I know that we can talk about music and be honest about dislikes, likes, what's going on. We could do that. Other people, eh, don't know. Shaky. Little sh- exactly. And you don't know if they're going to be themselves or if they're just going to tell you what needs to be heard for the masses or whatever it may be. Right. Um, you know, we're not about that. We're not, we're not sugarcoating nothing. We're telling it like it is. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I love y'all. Yeah, and it was I, an honor to be up on you. It's just the biggest thing for me is I don't need to know and you don't got to say. And that's how I treat my all my relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Kat, it's almost only about the podcast. We friends, we chill from here and there, but like it's about the podcast. I don't ask. And she don't got to tell. That's kind of my rule with everyone. So, like, I know nothing of nothing about Kalina that she doesn't want me to know. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't ask because it's not for me. It's if she wants me to know. Right. She lets me know. That's And that I am that way with everyone. So that's why, like, I don't do the shit talking kind of thing. I don't talk pochinche or none of that because if someone wants. So I cut people off. Like, did you hear? Like, pause. If they want me to know, they let me know. Until then, right. keep it moving. Not not into talking about people not yeah, into we don't doing do it. that my opinion is my opinion on music yep. and, and i can tell you a lot of stuff about music but if, if i don't like something hey i'm still going to be professional and i'm not going to say oh this was trash this was terrible who am i to say that oh who God. am i to say that i'm nobody because to somebody that was their best project ever so you know sometimes you got to be subjective man you can't really yep. can't let it all out like that you can't be a dickhead yep. one of the interesting things that happened yep. in your career uh beings and 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 i find i found uh, to be exciting was you went from the mixed mixtape game to releasing your first project uh last year with copenhagen crates uh the deadly venoms uh project that was well received sold out you know i got my copy in the back of this green screen yeah. over here i i, I kind of know part two is in the works um where did the the idea come to like i'm a i'm doing this mixtape but i want to actually really make a project with my branding on it where did that come to be how did you piece that together well so um for mixtapes as you know like i always try to make sure i have one or two exclusive tracks on there here's another thing people don't know the meaning of exclusive exclusive means only i have it it's not out um, yeah that's a big thing i say in the podcast <laughs> game when someone writes i got an exclusive interview and i always automatically tweet out i don't think it's exclusive when i have the same interview in my in my hard drive and i always say that <laughs> exactly. like i always say that like it's just a promotional bullshit but i'm like nah bro I got that same person because as an, I'm thinking about an MC and artist, why would you want to have an exclusive interview? Like, don't you want to throw out the biggest net possible? Like what, that don't make no sense to me. So I'm like, right. okay. And I, I won't say the names, but I'll be like ex- exclusive. You're going to be disappointed next week when you find out I have the same interview. The right. Uh, so stop yourself. Right. So, you know, so there's that. So, um, the, the mixtape game, you know, other than my exclusive, it, it's it's other people's stuff that I'm just showcasing. So I'm going to be perfectly honest with you because I love to give people their flowers when they're due. Um, yes. And it was because of Huss Kingpin. So, you know, Huss is a very good friend of mine. He is somebody I've been familiar with for years upon years because of shout out to Dirty Diggs. Um, when he would send me like Planet Asia music, I'd get some Huss and Smooth in there too. So, you know, I've been hip to them for years. Um, so me becoming such good friends with Huss, 
he is one of those people who he really wants to see people win. And he's not afraid to share trade secrets to help you elevate. So we were sitting there one day and I was just like, yo, he was like, Beans, you need to keep dropping, dropping, dropping. I'm like, yo, I would keep dropping, dropping, dropping. But I spent two weeks just on my sequencing process alone. I can't just drop to drop. It's got to be quality. And he said, well, what the fuck? Why don't you drop an album? And I said, well, I'm not a producer. So he was like, uh, DJ Khaled. I'm like, ah, I could be the DJ Khaled of the underground. So, you know, so I thought about it and I'm just like, you know, I'm one of those people who I've known so many people for so many years. I don't ask for favors. I don't reach out to a lot of people for stuff like that, because if I'm going to, I want to make sure it's worth it for each party involved, not just me. So when he brought up the album thing, I was like, damn, that is a really good idea. I was like, you know, why, why not? And at the time, you know, nobody, nobody was just doing compilation albums. It's just artists and producers. So I was like, yo, this is the perfect opportunity for me to do something like that. So basically for, for that album, I just kind of reached out to people and, um, you know, whether, whether this is, I'm just going to be raw and honest about it. I did not ask anybody to go and record anything new. I said, Hey, do you have something in the stash? It's my first album. I don't know how it's going to do. Um, you know, but whatever you want to do. So there was a couple of people who were like, Oh yeah. Like I'm going to give so much love to Mooch because let me tell you about Mooch. This is something I'm, I'm giving a, a yes. I love Shout out Mooch. to Mooch. So I'm going to, this is, he, you know, he wasn't on Deadly Venoms, but my little, um, surprise I got coming up he's gonna be on there so Mooch is the type of person that if I hit up and I'm like yo I got a beat for you or I need a track this dude will hit me back in two hours and be like I just recorded for you it's in your email so (laughs) so like I have a couple of Mooch exclusives so I'm about to I'm gonna be dropping a little secret project so Mooch is gonna be one of the people that's on there when I drop this but um you know other than that me kind of getting off topic it's very hard, and I'm sure you guys know this because you guys dropped your EP, to get an artist to get a track back in a timely manner where you can be like, okay, this is when I'm going to release, start talking about release dates and stuff like that. I get it. Artists are busy. And if you're not paying them a million dollars, even if you are paying them a million dollars, it's hard for them to get to everything. So it's understandable. Yep. So, you know, for this one, the people who actually like recorded something for it was super exciting for me. But for the most part, these are songs that artists dipped into their bags, like terminology. That track is really important to me because it was yeah. one of his favorite songs and it didn't fit on an album. So rather than saving it for his next album, he was like, Beans, this is my favorite and I'm going to give it to you because it just didn't fit on the last album. I was going to put it on the next one. So there's kind of a little story behind almost every song that's on there. Um, you know, other than the, the 36 shots of Venom, I had Boo Boo, Ito, and Ty Farris all at Diggs House at one time. So you damn right. I was like, I was like, how can I associate this with the whole like Wu-Tang concept of it? Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, you guys are each going to do this many buys and we're going to call it 36, you know, 36 uh, shots of Venom. So that was something that I was there that I got to, that I got to put together myself. So That was really dope. And it just gave me an idea of what I was going to have to do moving forward to put the next album together. Um, And I have to say, I didn't expect it to do as well as it did. And the fact that the Obi strip sold out in 30 seconds. I mean, I know it wasn't a lot, but it's still like that was one of the greatest feelings I've ever felt in my life. And to have 
my music on wax and I'm a DJ that still spins vinyl. Like I learned before Serato. So wax is very important to me. So um, it was just an incredible feeling. It was uh, just a dope process. And now going into this next one, it's like completely different, but it's incredible. It's just, it's so much different than doing mixtapes. Yeah. When our our project came out, I was more of a, happy that it was out not because i wanted people to hear it because i did it i could stop thinking about it it like consumed <laughs> the last month it consumed every thought of my life and i was like just get it out cal i don't care just get it out i'm overthinking about it i'm done thinking about it because we've been sitting on it for like a year and i was just more happy that it was off my chest and I didn't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, then, it's, then pressure. You, it's pressure. It's pressure. The pre- is the first one. I had no idea. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we figured it out. You did a great job. But I was like, Thank I don't you. have to think about emails. I don't have to chase nobody. I don't have to worry about this mixing. I don't have to worry. I, like those things like pile up on you after a while. I was like, oh. Lord have mercy. I'm you over this. Buddy who contributed uh, again once again yes it's been out already but shout out to everybody and shout out to smooth because you know that's my boy and love you know, smooth yeah he's a great guy great guy shout out to smooth that's my boy shout he, out. and he's one of the most stand-up people in yep. the entire world too which is yeah. it's very rare to find yeah. like for real because like let's be real i'm talking to all y'all motherfuckers i don't care how many of y'all are friends but rappers y'all some dickheads straight up i love you guys so much but it's so hard you you know and and that's another reason of you know when they say don't meet your uh don't meet your favorite rappers and shit right this i'm lucky that you know a lot of the people that i work with are really stand-up individuals i'm so lucky and so grateful for that but smooth is he is a rare breed that's why i did that whole mixtape with him because yeah the conduit yeah 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 he uh he he's so humble and you know he doesn't uh he doesn't do the bragging rights thing. So I was like, I'm gonna do it yeah. for you. Humble, yeah. well spoken, just a good guy overall. So being so, what do you have coming up? I know you've just talked about it a little bit, but what do you have coming up for yourself in the future? What are some things you'd like to tackle? You know, what are some things that you really, really want to get to this year? So uh, for me, um, other than doing the mixtape stuff, you know, touring has really been such a big part of my life for the past few years. Um, I'm so bummed out, like me and Crooked Eye had a tour get canceled, you know, we, we know about like the whole like the Riggs show and all of that stuff. I was supposed yeah. to be DJing for Riggs. So for me, I'm really, really dying for tours to kick back in. Um, but of course, this whole Panini has had to put things in perspective for me, like, okay, if there's no tours, what else can I do? So um, the biggest thing for me right now is definitely the next album. Um, when we're talking about it consuming Let me just tell you, this time I'm doing a completely different, like working with producers to structure tracks for the artists and stuff. So, oh my God, I've already got some fire back and we're not even halfway done. So this one, and I actually will be reaching out to you, Cal, because I have you in mind. So I'm I'm calling this one, I've decided to switch up from doing the Deadly Venoms 2, and I'm calling this one Queen of the Underground. And for me, it's not because I'm bragging. I want to go over the, 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 the kingdom of the underground because me being the queen of the underground doesn't mean like look cal is the queen of the podcast side look <laughs> Shay noir 100%. is the queen of the rappers to me you know what i'm saying Absolutely. shit producers too cal i just found out i didn't know you were making beats like that excuse me so you know this is this album isn't going to be about Mixed tape coming soon <laughs> but listen holla stop holla, stalling I got you. stop <laughs> stalling go you let her go at her pace because when she comes in here I she's know. gonna dominate honey 
she's gonna That's dominate right. i already know she you know what i'm saying um so yeah so this year i definitely i was hoping to drop at least two albums but the way this one is going um it's coming together incredible but the amount of time that it's taking it might be the only album i dropped this year but i don't know so and you can't rush anything great so you know what take your ever, time ever yes so in the meantime you know i think that, that everybody hates beans um i i approached this one a little bit different and i did my whole like my new stuff and then i i did a separate section that i called baked beans and i said it's because they have a, a good shelf life um type of situation so i i want to continue to do that with everybody hates beans where i'm gonna play my regular like newer stuff and then I have a whole section dedicated uh, to something specific. So this time around, I'm very, very big on, I used to do a mix all the time called Honor Legends While They're Alive. And I did like a, a Ty Farris tribute. I did a Crooked Eye tribute. Um, I have been working on a Ransom tribute for a year now, but his catalog is too damn deep. It's yeah. so hard to put together. So that'll probably be a whole tape. Um, but with the every, next Everybody Hates Being season two, I'm actually doing a producer tribute. And um, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag on that one yet, but it's one of my favorite producers. I feel like he needs he needs more credit for the stuff that he's done and does do. So I want to continue to do that. Um, I have fallen back a little bit from running my mouth as much as I usually do that we were talking about earlier, Cal, because I, uh, I, I get very frustrated with some of the things that people say. And like, I'm one of those people that I'm like being, you know, this is a waste of time. They're looking for attention, but I still feel like I got to make my point. And then I'm, I'm like a tweeter deleter. I'm like, nope, I'm deleting all this because I don't want this negativity on my timeline. Like get it out of here. So for me, yeah. it's, it's less time on social media and more time just focusing on the music side of things. So uh, yeah, this year I definitely want to, I'm hoping tours are going to kick back in soon. Uh, I've gotten some word they are. But other than that, yep. definitely going to be hitting heavy with the albums and the mixtapes and continue to do what I do with, with pushing this fire into people's ears. Yeah, <laughs> we're looking, looking forward to that. Any yeah. tours you have, I'd really, uh, you know, I definitely wouldn't mind taking the trip out and check you out. So any tours, would anything, up, would love to know, would love to be there. I definitely sure. appreciate you. And trust me, I will utilize my list for y'all. I will tell you that right now. So you let me know if you're in town and you in there with me. I appreciate that. I would love to have you in the building. If you're new to the Crush A Lot podcast, thank you for checking us out. Consider sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff. But most importantly, hit the links below. Go check out uh, DJ Beans' Bandcamp, where you can find some of the best mixtapes out there now. You have The Conduit, this, you know, a bunch of un unreleased uh, lost tracks from Smooth. You got Everybody Hates Beans, her latest projects. You can get physicals there as well. You're talking about uh, a great ear for underground hip-hop. So even if you're a new listener and you want to know what's hot, this is one of the best people to go to to kind of see where the culture is and and really is a an antenna for what's going on. Uh, so right. keep an eye on. She's going to get your shit right. She's going to get your shit right. So if you're looking I for that kind of hip-hop, go there and then go follow her on social media. It's always uh, thoughtful and engaging. And um, I, I usually jump in your lives all the time anyway. Um, so go check it, that out. Um, yeah, and, you know, Crush A Lot Podcast, go check out our Project Score to Settle, the, yes. the remix album's coming out Ooh. any moment now, fully produced by the experts. A vinyl release is coming real soon via Tough Kong for those waiting. Thank you for your patience. We're, we're making okay. sure that the extra stuff that's going on that project is super, super uh, 
high qualities. That's, you know, that's kind of like been the delay, but it's coming. So you'll get some extra stuff there. And of course, of uh, season two of A Score to Settle is in the works oh, as yeah. well. So yes. we're busy. You want hip hop? You got, you got it with Beans and us. Salute to everyone. Hey, check up, check up on a family member. Check up on a friend. Make sure they're doing good. Let them know they're not alone. Let them know that they are loved is more important than ever. And, uh, you know, you know, for all our DMX fans, is keep pushing the, the, the man's catalog and, and just hope that everyone uh, who appreciates him understands the importance of hip-hop and what he has done for us. But go check up on your friends and your family. Let them know you love them. Let them know you care. You don't need, necessarily need to talk to them, but just being next to them is what people ask. I know that's what I want. Don't talk to me. Just sit next to me. I'm good. Appreciate everyone here. Crush a lot podcast. DJ Beans. Stop taking my money, Beans. <laughs> I'm going to stop sending you stuff for free. I promise. <laughs> no, I love no, you. Take my money. Take my money. <laughs> no, Please. no. I want you to have it all for free. Uh, I don't need to yes. pay rent and child support. What's, hey, what's, hey, that's listen. That's not important. From now on, trust me. What's funny is I'm just going to throw this in there. I'm not going to show you the list. But I have a list put to the side of people that from now on, because like I said, that was my first vinyl drop. Now I know there's the people that are going to get my promo pieces. And there are two names on there that I'm looking at their faces right now. <laughs> so just so you know, I appreciate we your you. money and your support. But it's You'll not about the monetary it. shit when it comes to you guys. What you guys do is worth way more than whatever profit I make. I promise you that. We appreciate that. See you guys on the next episode. Crush a lot podcast. DJ Beans. Peace, peace, Keep peace. Peace. peace.